Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and welcome to episode two of Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe, together with Guinness. Trimby, this is what we're going to talk about today. We have got Ireland's favourite son, the one and only Tommy Bow, coming to join us. Tommy Bow! Tommy Bow! <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we've got. Uh, we're going to go through why James Ryan lost his first uh, ever he's game. He's a loser <laughs> from now on. That's why. Perfect. Get used to it, James. <laughs> we're going to find out why Ulster got blasted over in Racing. Blasted. Blasted. Yeah, and uh, more importantly, why Simon Zebo gave a few uh, or a bit of a pint to. Uh, yeah. Michael Lowry, and then we're going to discuss the Irish squad being announced on Wednesday. <coughs> Who's going to make it into Joe Schmidt's squad? But firstly, how was your weekend? Brilliant, Barry. Go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> didn't brilliant. expect it to be brilliant. No, yeah. no, I didn't. Brilliant. I was over in London. I was at the, the NFL. Oh. Uh, I know nothing about NFL. Perfect, because neither do I. Per- well, great. Well, I can teach you Go on. what I learned. Yeah. Um, so the Chargers were playing the Titans. Where are they from? Both of them. Uh, no, no Barry, just be careful here. Yeah. Uh, Chargers, are, they're from LA. Right. The Titans are from Tennessee. Do you know this? Are you yeah. making it up? No, yeah. no, that is true, that actually. Is true. Okay, I know right. that much. Yeah. Um, but that, I'm at my threshold of okay. NFL knowledge at that stage. So they can throw the ball <coughs> forward? They can, yeah. Right. Once. Once. Is then that they, yeah, I learned that as well. Then they have to, they can throw it back as many times as they want. But they don't they, ever do They that. never execute two on ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they never do that. But they can. I'm, I'm there, get your hands free in the tackle. Yeah, get the yeah. off food. Yeah. But no, they, oh. they're, they're missing a trick. Okay. Um, but so. yeah, it started off, I was, I was skeptical. I thought, this is so American. It's so cheesy and it's so, it's just, it's just American. Yeah. And I was kind of... Have you got something against America? I just think, I, I mean, <laughs> just t- settle down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down, yeah, right? Just real American. It was a spectacle, but... Okay. See, by the end of it, I was fully carried away. I was there, USA! <laughs> no loving it! Absolutely loving it. I got completely carried away. Deadly. Uh, it was great. Honestly, class. it's an absolute spectacle. Does it go on for like four hours? And yeah, just over three hours okay. we were there. That's all right. Uh, and... I actually, just sent it to me there. We I had a little bit of a, a lull in around the third quarter. You know, mm-hmm. they do it in quarters over yeah, there. Yeah. And, uh, and I kind of got a second mm-hmm. win towards the end because it was a really exciting end. Um, the Chargers were winning by seven points. And, oh, I better mock this up. Uh, the, the Titans, um, then they got a, <laughs> they got what we would call a try. Touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Touch, <laughs> right. Touchdown. And they could have got the one point, but they went for two points to get to the win. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they cocked it up. They cocked it up. Yeah. Uh, fair, fair play to them for, yeah. for going for it, though. Because we were considering beating the traffic Okay. Um, 20 minutes early, and then it looked like it was starting to shape up. Wow, that's good. Yeah, it was so class. it was Wembley Stadium? Yeah, it oh, was really? bouncing. It was class. Was it, really? yeah. Full house. Yeah. Cheerleaders, all the rest. Oh, you knew Hot it. dogs, beers. Hot dogs. Popcorn. Yeah. Crack. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Maltesers. Oh, wow. I was in London as well, actually. Uh, yesterday, oh. but yeah, we had a gig You're there. gigging. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a yeah, band. So, so old. We were touring over there, so it was trying to cram in, play music and watching rugby over the weekend. You did a couple so of gigs at the weekend, did you? We did. We'd won in Liverpool on Friday night uh-huh. and we had won on Saturday. So, And I met a lot of people that have been talking about the show at those gigs. A lot of positive Our feedback. Show. Yeah, which was cool. Uh-huh. A lot of people, so a big shout out to anyone in Liverpool. We're bringing people together, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And like not just Irish people, a lot of English people over there talking about it as well. So. Yeah. So yeah, big a lot, shout a lot out of to English them. people boycotting the English equivalent. Yeah, and listen to ours. Rightly so. Yeah, yeah too right. Yeah. Anyway, rugby. 
Big talking moment from the weekend has to be Danny Cipriani getting a red card against Munster. What's your takes on that? Straight Definite up red. Do you reckon, yeah? Yeah, do you not think so? I don't know. I'm a little bit... Uh, I think with the letter of the law at the moment, yeah, okay. But why wasn't there three red cards in the game then? Absolutely. So but you think there should have been three red cards? Yeah, I think there should have. If that's what they're trying to get to, then they're just they're just being inconsistent. And there's guys getting... There, uh, there was a, what, five examples in that game mm-hmm. uh, where guys just got clipped on the head or in around the shoulder or got collared or if if they're talking about if this is a new directive mm-hmm. and, and people always say that to the letter of the law but it, it's either legal or it's not legal or it's either banned or it's not banned or it's either mm-hmm. red or not red and so you want to stamp it out well not that i want to stamp it out but if they're saying that yeah then do you think what, what would you think do you think they um, should stamp it out or do you think oh, I, I don't know um Obviously, the big thing at the minute is concussion and, and you know, young people playing rugby and they're mm-hmm. trying to improve kind of the image of the game and improve mm-hmm. kind of injuries and stuff like that. And that's all really, really positive. Mm. So I think that overrides any kind of... It does. So there's an argument that would say that if you're, okay, at the top level, professional level, you're ruining a game by taking it from 15 players to 14 players and people are buying tickets and they're, they're not getting to see what they want. Yeah. But there's the other argument that says well, these guys are setting the example for, as you're saying, the underage, yeah. the younger players. So it has to be by the letter of the law at the top. Yeah, well, that's what Johan Ackerman said after the game. Uh, you know, we're going to continually see 14 versus 15. And that it's fair enough. He makes a good point in that that game is being ruined. It is ruined. As soon as Cipriani goes off, it's, di- it's, a, it's a different game altogether. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that time and time again. But the game in general is going to be improved. Mm-hmm kind of the, the impression of the game or how popular the game is with um, mothers and fathers sending their kids to play the game mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to be more important I suppose the longevity of the game is more important than the 80 minutes that's being played at the time and this, this, this has been talked about this isn't this isn't new but there's still a lot of people saying uh, we don't want to see 14 men against 15 and we don't but maybe a little bit of short term pain to kind of get the message across clearly yeah. that, that it's been totally different uh, the, the impression of the tackle is just completely different now. The way they want to see it, it's just been changed. It's the sport is going to change completely, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, obviously, purists like us, like Johan Ackerman, like mm-hmm. we all have a little bit of that. You know, we want to see, we want that rough and tumble. Like we grew up, that's the reason why we love the game. <clears throat> but um, you know, it's a dangerous sport, and uh, you and I were lucky. Well. You, you got an injury early. You weren't so lucky. <laughs> you got an injury early. I had a good few concussions as well, yeah. so I, I, you know, I, I can understand why, you know, the, the dangers of it. Yeah. Very much so firsthand. I had eight or nine concussions in my my career, like, and that's a bit scary when you. Yeah, when that's you, a lot. Actually, yeah, I didn't realize yeah, you had that many. And, and Pete uh, Brown as well. Ulster, <coughs> Ulster second row just retired there last week. Yeah. Uh, again, something similar. Six, seven concussions in a couple of years, and just. It wasn't. No, wasn't and a lot of mine were, were <coughs> put my head in the wrong place, which, you know, as, as a tackler, not even, you know, get my head at the wrong side of someone's hip or yeah. something like that. So I can kind of see why <coughs> why defenders will stay upright sometimes because yeah. you're sticking your head down at someone coming at that kind of pace and they're changing direction. It's yeah. all milliseconds. And you stick your head down, you're, you're, there's a good chance you're going to get knocked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I've, I've, yeah, it's, I think it's going to take a long, a long time to change those habits that we have. But I think Peter O'Mahony made a, a great point. I think we might actually hear his, his audio here from his interview after the game on, on Saturday. So something a player has to worry about, you know. You, you know, we, we have to trust the officials on their, 
adjudication and, and you know trust them 100 percent um you know we've so much to worry about we can't it's not something that we can worry about it's you know the high tackle has, has been penalized forever in the game you know what i mean it's never been allowed it, it's not like guys are starting to do it now guys you know no one wants to give away penalties anymore because of the pressure you put yourself on so there's no guys doing it or intent. There's guys with good footwork out there who put you off balance. And, and nine times out of ten, it's, it's, it's a genuine accident. But as Johan said, by the letter of the law, if you're upright and you're high, you're, you're in trouble. Um, and as Johan said already, there was certainly no intent from, I don't think any of the lads part today, but you know, if, you get, if, you're, if you're awkward and, and you're upright, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's part of the game that had been always penalised. It's just kind of in, in the spotlight at the moment. Uh, yeah, so Pete, I suppose, just wants uh, <laughs> not to think about it too much, kind of just do what we're told. They've brought in this new directive, lower the tackle height, uh, the, the tackle height, and then just let's just get on with it. Pete's saying. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny, Ackerman um, saying, kind of hanging Cipriani out a wee bit and saying he didn't really want to make the tackle anyway, <laughs> especially after the week where um, Lukey Fitz got in trouble for calling uh, Cipriani ki- a coward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Cipriani goes, "I'll show you a coward." <laughs> I'm gonna take this guy's head off. Take his head off. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah. Listen, it's a uh, it's a serious issue in the game, and we're laughing about it. It is a serious issue, but hopefully, then they can kind of get a bit of clarity. But I think the clarity will only come whenever there's real consistency. Every single high tackle, every time everybody gets hit in the head, that something gets done, yeah. done about it. I, I had a I had a pint last night with a friend of mine, and he was asking the question that like, should there be, should the ref be allowed? That couple of minutes after an incident like that to see the the damage been done or whether a person's been injured or whether like because Rory Scannell was fine after that collision yesterday it was wasn't like he was hurt or anything like that where yeah. so should the ref take that into consideration whether he's given a yellow or a red which is again that's tricky but like you're talking three red cards on Saturday if 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 it goes by the letter of the law so. Look, I think it will balance itself out. I think you know they they'll come in hard at this for a few months, like they did with the neck rolls and yeah. uh, at the rock time last year. They came in really hard, and now you you rarely see that anymore. So mm-hmm. it does work. I think you're right. So yeah, it it did. Uh, anyway, better rugby, better yeah, rugby for it us. It did make for a, for a, a bit of a disappointing <coughs> game because we were expecting a big <coughs> one. But look, Munster did the job. I think uh, they they played some nice rugby. There was a lack of flow to the game. Uh, for some reason, you know they're still ironing out a few things. I thought Carberry was was pretty good. Class was nice man. tries. Yeah, just that flick. I think at the end showed what what he can do when he's got his head up and his confidence. Yeah. Slightly unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you think so? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit showy offy. Yeah. It, it was just a moment where you're just. It just looked so natural. It looked like you didn't even really think about it. Just so talented, so natural. Yeah. This is on, and I can do this. Yeah. Talented boy, isn't he? He is. He is. No, I was. I was, <coughs> I was impressed, and I think Ty Byrne again was was standout for me for Munster uh, in attack, like footwork in in collisions, and just his general energy and ability to play. But then you know, turning over three balls in the first twenty minutes yeah. and being a general pest at breakdown and stuff. You know, I think there's a lot of positives to be taken for Munster from the game. And I, I thought it would have been interesting to see had Cipriani stayed on. And it had been a contest for longer. I just don't think Munster, they weren't quite at it. Uh, actually, Dave Flatman mentioned it in, in uh, commentary. He said he expected big European game, big English side over at Thomond. Mm-hmm. He expected Munster to bring the fire. And I don't think they quite brought what you would expect of them in yeah. a big European game like that. Um, 
I think, and I think um, uh, Van Grant kind of touched on that a little bit. He said, we're happy with the five points, but yeah. there's a lot to work on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, like, again, going back to what we were talking about last week about Munster playing a little bit more of an expansive game, they've, you know, if we look at how teams are scoring tries at the moment, it's with that backdoor pass off a forward, Mm. out the back door to a, to a back or, or maybe off a 10 out the back door and that's how teams are scoring mm -hmm. and most teams when they score those tries they're, they're throwing that pass 6-7 times out of 10 rather than just the tip on and crash it up whereas Munster I think are, are only throwing that pass 2 times out of 10 at the yeah. moment it's a lack of confidence or a lack of belief that they can do it and I think that's where they need to make the changes if they want to to put the, like what you're saying to, to put a performance like that in that will put teams away and be able to challenge against Leinster and 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 Racing and let's say Toulouse. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Going into the Pro 14 this weekend, I think I'd like to see them do that a little bit more and, and use use that play and try and be a little bit more expansive. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, Joey Carby, I think he's uh, he's kind of the bolter for me at the moment, and I'd like to see him get a bit of a shout for Joe Schmidt this week or yeah. the coming weeks and get a start against Argentina. <coughs> you know, yeah, the I'd other say probably, he'll probably get involved somewhere anyway. Okay. Uh, Mike Healy went well, Darren Sweetnam I thought went well. Mm -hmm. um, Conway's still in the mix in terms of backs anyway as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they, they just, I suppose they just did what they had to do yeah. in that game really, got across the line. Ooh. Anyway, Leinster. So what was your uh, opening line there? Losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, against Toulouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a... I get carried away. You did, I think. Uh, what a cracking match. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Like, yeah, I Such it. rugby. Did no, you miss it? Yeah. I, you saw bit, the I, I saw bits of it. I saw bits of it. <laughs> yeah, it had everything. They were. Uh, it was just two sides at the best going at it. It looked like old school Toulouse, didn't it? Yeah. It looked like proper, like, like a real throwback to the... Jojon uh, Heymans, yeah. um, uh, Vincent Clerc, these guys just playing with heads up and just loving it, loving playing rugby and taking yeah. people on with footwork and it looked class, it looked as a, as a neutral I suppose, um, it was nice to see you know French like Toulouse getting back to where they should be, yeah. as a, like a, I suppose not very, not very patriotic of me, I suppose, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's nice to see that. Yeah, well, I think we've, everyone's been asking for the last couple of weeks, how, are, how is any team going to beat Leinster? And, like, will any team be able to beat Leinster yeah. and so on? Which is fair enough, because they've been playing unbelievable. I think Toulouse showed us what it takes to beat Leinster, and, and that's, you've got to play with flair. You've got, to, you've got to play them at their own game, go at them and make it a battle up front. Yeah. And, and they did. They, it was an absolute brawl, but they had moments of magic from three or four different players that, and, and especially some of the younger players like they could they could just throw on that little bit of flair when they needed it and, and Leinster didn't play poorly they they yeah. still had the same variety to their game you know James Ryan was still pretty epic and you know I think they lost Fender Flea early which was a bit of a blow but then you've got you know uh, uh, what's his name coming off the bench O'Brien Sean O'Brien coming off the bench playing pretty well um, any, so, any high fives from James Lowe? Uh, no, I think he, uh, it was a different kind of game for because it was such a battle. Yeah. I think he was, like the hair came down at one stage for a couple of minutes. I think yeah. he might have lost his, his, his go-go. His go-go, he lost his <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, he's uh, like that moment when you lose your gum shield and you start panicking. <laughs> like, I think it was like that for his go-go. But uh, 
Yeah, it was a it was a thrilling game, and uh, and it's going to blow that that whole group wide open. So I don't um, think it'll make any difference from a Leinster perspective. Yeah, you think so? No, I think yeah. they'll get fi- uh, they'll get ten points back to back, Bath home and away. Yeah. And then they'll, it'll come down to lo- they'll beat to lose at home. Then at the end, of the yeah, I don't know if they play them in we'll round see. five or round six. Yeah, we'll see, man. Yeah, yeah. interesting. <coughs> anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on to uh, to Ulster and uh, Simon Zebo's apologies <laughs> later on. But first of all, we've got one of Ireland's favourite sons, Mr. Tommy Bow. Tommy Bow. You're listening to Baz and Andrews House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. So we had one legend of Irish rugby last week in Ronan O'Gara, and now this week we are joined by another legend Thanks, of Irish Baz. rugby, Mr. Tommy Bow. How, How are you? I'm very well, man. How are you? Um, very good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, great to be on the Baz and Tri- Baz and Andrew. Yeah, oh, Baz and Trimby. No? no, we did experiment with Baz and Trimby, okay. Baz and Trims, and then they decided. Andrew. <laughs> yeah. It's my wife and my mom are the only people who call me Andrew. And all the listeners. There we are. <laughs> Andrew's House of Pain, though. No. That's yeah. what it should be, the, the, the sequel. Yeah, oh, no, fair enough. Yeah, we, uh, you're going to break off on your own. What? No, no. He, he meant, it's all right, Barry. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't let, me, man. Don't don't let, let him drive away, Barry. It's, it's us against him. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lads, don't let's, be ganging up on me here after him. So, Tommy, you're busy. You've loads going on. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot You've going on at the minute. The Rugby Rising uh, thing going on in uh, in Dublin next week. You've got your air sport <coughs> gig. You've got uh, your clothing range, which you were very sound in to bring us in some, some freebies. 15 yeah. Kings. 15 Kings gear. 15 yeah. Kings gear. I had to bring gear. in the sleeveless gilet for Trimby's long arms because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't generally fit in any other gear. Oh, so. come on, you're a listener. Yeah. You're an yeah. avid listener. Oh, I'm a listener. Right. Well, I know about those long arms. I've known yeah. about them for a long time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so brought in a few freebies for you, lads. And, uh, yeah, busy, busy, uh, very busy there, sport. Um, it's going brilliantly really really enjoying that a, a really uh, amazing challenge for me to to be hosting the rugby pro 14 keep me involved in watching a lot of rugby um and really enjoying that yeah live television as you boys know is is not not easy mm-hmm. um and then rugby rising which is a school's rugby festival which we've set up myself and louis ludick from ulster trimby knows well where we're trying to get uh it's it's happening next week on the half term break in energy park donnybrook games monday wednesday and friday where we want schools from all over the country to come play against each other in a kind of a festival style atmosphere <coughs> kind of like we want to build it to be like a Dubai Sevens where there's music and you know fun. Probably I no alcohol, music. no alcohol. Happy <laughs> music. If you need a band. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. give us a shout. Next week, free. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's not massing. Right? <laughs> no, I mean you're actually roped in now. Thanks. Up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, lots to keep me busy, which is great. Cool. Come on, Tommy. Um, Robert Balakum, <laughs> uh, an Ulster winger, mm. tearing it up on the seven circuit. Um, Aaron Sexton became the 14th fastest man in Ireland uh, as a 17-year-old. Did we retire at the perfect time? <laughs> I think we retired. Did we just time it yeah. perfectly? And these new laws have come in as well, Trimby, because you wouldn't be able to tackle anyone anymore <laughs> yeah, either. Your red cards everywhere. So I've I never had a red card. Huh? I've never been cited, never had a red card. You got I've been cited. I how, have you, how have I been cited who never made a tackle in my career? <laughs> and you go around busting boys. For? A tip tackle of all things. 
I actually think I tried to get out of his way. He tripped over me, landed on his shoulder, and I got cited for it. Me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was against Bad Zebra as well. Right. I mean, don't even think there's any cameras there. They don't put a jump. It was uh, just word of mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear. It was really bad. <laughs> yeah. I swear. It was so <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got cited for that. But yeah, I didn't. Got no ban for it. Okay. Oh, you've done it all, Tommy, haven't you? Grand <laughs> slams, sightings. <laughs> you name it. Tell you what, yeah. Sang in O'Connell Street. I've never done a never done a drop goal though. That's one, and, and never captained a team. And that, can you believe wow. that? I mean, you you stole the captaincy like straight in there. Yeah. We did. Holster. We did run a campaign. Yeah, to did. make you captain the one stage, do we not? Yeah. We got t-shirts printed and all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember like the boat Pedro from the yeah. Dynamite. We were going for a Tommy. Boat Bow yeah. instead <laughs> of Bestie. Yeah. I was going to be his campaign manager. You so were my campaign manager. <laughs> yeah, well, it never really got up and running though. Because you jumped ship. He went on Bestie's side. Bestie was a better option to be fair. Yeah, he and was. He's I mean, Tommy. I could have been Ireland captain now. <laughs> Oh, so doing? it was in around the time Simon Best was um, was moving on, and then it was Rory and Tommy. So I, I uh, we had this uh, a campaign slogan and all: the bull way is better than the best way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, hey, who would you that's, not that's vote for me? Want, yeah. And then yeah. when your campaign manager literally printing out T-shirts a whole lot, jump ship, you know, you're. Kind I of thought it was going to a bit of crack. They were telling me I didn't think you were serious. Well, I'm still pretty gutted about it. I mean, I'm bringing it up how many years later is it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, good times. So, how are you enjoying retirement? Do you miss playing? Um, I no, I don't miss it. You know, I think um, I'm enjoying watching it. I'm enjoying. I think with with uh, air being able to be pitch side and get to actually experience the atmosphere. So, for instance, the the Leinster Monster match a few weeks ago in the Aviva. You know, to be pitch side to to feel the adrenaline of it um, and also to you know it's live television so it's a new type of adrenaline rush for me um, and I'm, in, I'm enjoying kind of what's going on at the minute uh, I of course I'm, I miss the buzz of scoring a try or running out onto the pitch in those big games but I think for me I was very fortunate I kind of made my decision a year out that I, this was going to be my last year I I played a couple of games last year and en enjoyed it but I realised that exactly with Aaron Sexton with right. Jacob Stockdale you know you name it these amount of young guys come through you know my time my time was my, yeah, my well, time was done 160 games for Ulster you know very successful stint with Ospreys 69 caps and 30 tries for Ireland and two British and Irish Lions tours that's wow oh, that's 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 a fan yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huge fan huge fan hey. I mean, and under 21s together we all did under 21s together did. as a group too actually Good uh, times. I was thinking we played our first under 21s game <coughs> against Scotland over in in, uh, in Scotland yeah, in Dundee and I was chatting to my dad with that the other day I think we beat them about nine six or something like that. I took my Sorry first, to ruin my one. I, I wasn't there. Oh, you weren't I wasn't oh, sorry. there. Yeah. <laughs> but you came in at some stage. You're there eventually. Yeah. Like. But I took my one, and only, my one and only drop goal was in that <laughs> match in my entire career. No way. Yeah, it just, I, I think Did you I, get it? No, I hit, literally hit the corner flag. It oh, didn't okay. go into touch. But it went. But you attempted. I did. It. I wish I attempted I, one. I got tackled, and I think I hurt my leg in the the, the the game moved on, and then I stood up, and I was directly behind the rock, 
and I think it was Conor O'Loughlin was our scrum half and he just looked up and, and looked at me and I was like <laughs> shaking no he thought no. you'd strategically put yeah. yourself there no <laughs> and he zipped this pass back to me and I could see it in his eyes he was like go on have a pop and pop. I <laughs> should have thrown it to me I was behind you I was dying for a drop uh, I just closed my eyes and hacked at it and yeah it, it went it hit the corner flag and yeah. kind of dribbled out but so that was at least it. you give it a go Barry yeah you've yeah. never had a drop goal from no. me surely no, no not in what do you mean surely surely what do you mean surely I mean come on I no. <laughs> nah to be fair I couldn't agree more I mean never did in school or nothing did you not no. yeah. <coughs> well, with, with all those achievements that you've had could you pick out anything out of that that you would say would be your Oh, stand out. Your yeah, your fondest memory or um, achievement. You know that we've memories wise uh, to play for so many years. Yeah, of course, I have some great memories. Trimby mentioned the Grand Slam, incredible. The Lions, incredible. Um, but you know that game in Dundee that you mentioned there that was my first ever time playing for Ireland I didn't play Ireland schools Ireland or 19s anything I kind of came a little bit from nowhere so my dream was always to represent Ireland at the top level so my first game for Ireland against the USA in the old Lansdowne Road just in terms of a moment for my family and and everything I think it's still the one game that I look back that you know was Really? was the biggest one and you know I got messages come from Monaghan as well you know rugby isn't you know I grew up it's Gaelic football Gaelic football so it never it was always a dream um, and for that to kind of happen that was kind of the, the one moment that really still stands out in my mind you know one of the moments that stands out in my mind <laughs> <laughs> okay. is whenever um, a fella came over with his child and asked you if you would get a picture with his, his son and you said, absolutely, <laughs> no problem. Grabbed the kid and went to put the kid on his shoulders, smashed the kid's head off the ceiling. Marriott in Wales. Yeah. Oh, I know. And I met that kid oh, oh, yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he's all grown up now. I know, that shows how long we've been around. It seems like concussion didn't affect him. <laughs> yeah, he, seems like he reminded you of, of the incident, well, did he? I thought Is that what you got excited for? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it would be a great idea that there's this young little fella and I like, I'll stick him up my shoulders. And I, like the ceiling, it's weird. The ceiling above me was, you know, maybe eight foot, but there's like a big atrium, so I couldn't see the ceiling. Uh, it was so a perfect thought, storm. Oh, so the mum was there with the camera ready. You know, it was one of those wind up ones. And I, I lifted him, come on, up he goes, and boom, head off the roof. Flash. The whole place went silent. Kids started crying. Oh, I had to no. hand him back. I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, so I, I turned around, tripping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think himself <laughs> laughing, and then yeah, I met him about two years ago, and he goes, "I'm the kid whose head you hit off the roof." <laughs> yeah, joke. Okay. Yeah. He tells um, all his mates that though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's yeah. chatting up girls and all. He's yeah, like, yeah. you know what? Uh, Tommy smashed my head off the ceiling once. <laughs> See this scar here. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. We've a couple of good. I mean, it's funny. You know, now when you retire and you catch up for coffees with people and, and that sort of stuff. The good times, you know, it, we are so about. lucky to to enjoy a career for as long as we all did, and the good times, hanging out with your best mates, you know, 30, 40 lads in the gym every day. There's just constant mess and slagging. The crack is great, and that's that's what I miss now. You know, I go yeah. into the gym now, 
I put my earphones in on my own, no one to talk to. Yeah. I cannot get have out like there a, quick a, enough. An Ulster, an Ulster little gang that goes and trains <laughs> together. Sure, we ha- do you have a WhatsApp? But yeah. we, we tried to. I think we went once. Yeah. Ian Dowling tried to get a a gym and breakfast morning going on Wednesday mornings with uh, with Monster X players about three years ago. So he set up the group and he texted like Fla and Wally and John Hayes and Marcus Horn and so on. And uh, Hayes was the first one that responded <laughs> and he said, don't ever text me again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was just perfect. Yeah. I'll tell you what, when you realise when you're gone, you're gone. Yeah, and we yeah. tried to Hayes, stick together. Like when, but Hayes, when Hayes pulled out of Tom and Park for the last time, it was like he threw the gear out the window, <laughs> threw the iPhone out the window. It was just hey like, man, he's some me. man for a corporate engagement oh, now. He's coming oh, back Hayes, now. He's Hayes, Hayes. Oh yeah, <laughs> q and is can't get a word out of him, but yeah. he turns up for the picture. Yeah. Talks about the green gum shield and singing in the Ireland England game or crying, and yeah. that's it. His uh, his little girl is a huge fan of our band, which I think is oh. brilliant because he has to listen to our music all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <In> the <laughs> he comes to he comes to our gigs and he brings no her, way. and he's just standing there with this deadpan face, trying not to make it look like he's enjoying himself. And, <laughs> so and she started naming her uh, his cattle uh, after our songs <laughs> which because he's really uh, <laughs> he, he likes to only call them uh, by the first three letters of the alphabet like A, B, C and then if one of those cows has a has a calf he'll call them A, B, C as well if what? I'm making sense there but she's broken the the rules now and starts calling them like Gibson and Renegade and uh, Shine and all these kind of things. So he's going around calling these cows after our songs, which is just perfect. So Baz, you were okay, but poor yeah. Dara, like he was on the verge of of Hayes's system. Who? Dara in the band. Yeah. Yeah. Is he not A B C? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I okay. talking about there. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, just heard you mention there about uh, Gaelic football mm. in Monaghan. Like one of my favourite things about you as a player was your ability to sh- to show like your chipping skills. And I, I'm not going to slag you here. I'm being serious. Okay, <laughs> it did sound like you were teeing it up. Yeah. No, what I just think you two come I think together. I, uh, <laughs> no, I heard the the, the House of uh, Rugby in England the other day and Haskell and Alex Payne talking about the Irish players and their skills over here and I don't think they were aware of the fact that the likes of Tyg Furlong and, and yourself would have played an awful lot of GA yeah, and had yeah. that in our armour which they're, they just think that we train players to be that good whether they're forwards or not but um, yeah do you think you, you would have taken a huge amount from your GA time? And well, definitely, definitely. Uh, do you know what? I kind of think that actually play. I grew up playing every sport going between soccer, Gaelic football, tennis, golf, a, a little bit of everything. And I think that, you know, having and not really determining which sport was going to be my number one until late on, you know, till I got 17, 18, I think was a really good thing. But um, in terms of Gaelic football, yeah, of course, the, the field and the ball in the air uh, in rugby, it's very much about you wait for the ball to come to you and you kind of catch, cradle it, mm-hmm. where Gaelic football is all about attacking the ball, attacking the ball. So in terms of crossfield kicks, to try and attack it and catch it above your head, in terms of kicking uh, and just hand-eye coordination, I think there's definitely so many similarities that kind of cross between. Yeah. Did you play much Gaelic football, Trimby? I didn't play a lot of Gaelic. Oh, no. right. No. <laughs> 
What is Gilly? More tennis. Yeah, I played a bit of tennis. Tommy's playing a lot of tennis these days. tennis at the minute. Great game. That's my new thing. Great game, yeah. I'm getting lessons. Had my first game last week. against you last Yeah, okay. I lost. Okay. 6-3. Do you got to wear all the whites and stuff? No, no. Just turn up full Ireland gear. I don't know if you know, but I used to play a bit of rugby. I actually did turn up in like a big Ireland green t-shirts with a big Vodafone sign on it. Yeah, really embarrassing. Uh, um, but yeah, lost my first game. I'm trying to rope Trimby into a game because we had a bit of an epic encounter years ago mm-hmm. where I beat him. Um, no, hold on. Yeah. Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't. Be, uh, we can't really remember the score. No, I do. I don't know. It was 6-3 or 2 to me. That, well, okay. well, I think, <laughs> let's not go back. We're going to do it again. And really? you can join. We could do, t- we could do doubles. doubles. Or I'll just be an umpire because I'm quite shy at, at no, tennis. Well, like. It'll be a bit of crack. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm enjoying a bit of tennis. Something different, competitive <coughs> and totally away from rugby. Would you ever think of going back into coaching? No, no. Uh, coaching, oh, it's never really appealed to me. Maybe at an underage level. But, mm. I mean, I loved playing rugby. Loved the matches. Hated training. Okay. <laughs> I mean, when the rain and the wind uh, is coming down, you're in full waterproofs. I just, yeah, it wasn't really my cup of tea. So the thought of now having to stand on the side of the pitch and watch other people train in that wind and rain, nah, not for me. I think I prefer to watch it and uh, from on my TV and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So no, I think I'd love to be able to maybe give back a bit of knowledge and and experience and stuff that I've had over the years. But certainly coaching at the minute is not something that really appeals to me. We well, were having an absolute blinder at the minute anyway. I think a lot of the feedback's been really good for air sport and it's like you're an air traffic controller. There's about 10 conversations going on in your ears and mm-hmm. you're, you're doing really, really well. I think a lot of people have an appreciation of how hard it is and so they're saying kind of... It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. I never realised how um, insane what goes on and you, I see these people... You know, Bill O'Hurley, I grew up watching them and, you know, RT, like watching these guys, they look so calm as if, yeah, yeah this is, we're just having a, a normal conversation. But between things going wrong behind the scenes, camera angles not coming in right or footage from, you know, from a match over in Italy or Scotland and it's all just these earpieces. So I ask you a question and I, I don't even probably listen to a word you say because literally <laughs> so there's five people in my ear. I mean, really? there's two directors, two producers, sound guy and they're all talking about, uh, you know, what's going on in the background, who's coming up next. No, we're not doing that. What's the next question? And I'm kind of go, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Donner got let you down, didn't he? Oh, when you needed him most. Donner's is out to get me. <laughs> is he? So yeah, he is sinking <laughs> me every week. Oh. Like one time we were on the very first show, now I wasn't feeling too comfortable at, the, at this stage yeah. anyway, but they said, right, listen, we've got come off the break, we've 40 seconds, quick answer, and then we'll throw to the match. So I was like, guys, listen, 40 seconds, because they don't hear, they don't have the earpiece in or they're not hearing. So 40 seconds, quick answer, don't talk for too long or else I'll have to cut you off. So I said, Donica, right, what do you expect? And Monster, can they do the job? I said, yeah, yeah, I think Monster can do it. Went to Luke. What do you think, Luke? And I could see then at this stage, Donners had completely switched off. <laughs> he was looking around. <laughs> you know, pretty much got his phone out, was texting. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, they came in through my ear going, we've no footage yet. Keep it going. You have another few minutes. So I went back to Donica then after Luke and said, what do you think, Donica? And he goes, uh... <laughs> 
what he just said. <laughs> and, then, and then I was stumped. I had no more questions left. So like it was a complete, yeah, awkward moment. And actually, you were the first man who picked up on it. So I see you messed up there when you no, didn't no, know no, no. The I see Donica messed up. Just whenever you needed him most, he I left you hanging. Him. Yeah, what he said. But it's it uh, they throw me in the deep end, which yeah. is brilliant. That's because that's where yeah. you learn. We'll, you know? we'll get Donica on the show and get his side of the story. Oh, exactly. He's, yeah. a, he's a character. I just try and keep a straight face with him because. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Tommy, you're an absolute legend. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, lads. Yeah. Cheers. Brilliant, man. Cheers. Come to Rugby Rising. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Now, Sports Joe's Pat McCarry, or producer Pat, has joined us on the couch for two producers and a Catholic. Or there's two producers <laughs> and two Catholics this yeah, week. There we go. Trimby just made the point hey, that we could, uh, this could be our doubles tennis match. Could yes. be, uh, yeah, yeah, the two producers. What do you like, Pat? Yeah. An absolute savage at the net. <laughs> yeah. Really? Perfect. You Jeez, I didn't expect so much confidence. Savage at the net. Quite easy to lob, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, I was a goalkeeper. That's what teams oh, used to just take shots at me from 40 yards out because they just look at this guy and go, look at this small lad in the net here. But you're in. Surprised yeah. the hell yeah, out we'll of him. Take them on. Anyway, Pat, week. you were at the Munster game on Saturday in Thoman Park. Uh, and you had a, a little bit of it. You penned an ode to Tyke Byrne. I was so enthralled by his performance that I, I felt I had to write something immediately. I had to get the words out to, onto onto a page or onto the onto the internet as well. So yeah, I thought Tyke Byrne was absolutely class. Uh, and I was just saying there, um, even before we started recording, I was mentioning to you just that moment where it was his third turnover. Uh, 25 in 25 minutes was the third one at the mall hands all over the place and around three like or four Gloucester lads yeah, yeah trying to get him off and they could once that man puts his hand on the ball like it's hard to shift them completely so I was just saying they have to find a place for him in this Ireland team um, so I'm sure he'll be in the squad that gets named on Wednesday but have to find a, a place for him in that starting 15 I think he's fantastic I think the last two weeks in particular the mm. two European matches uh, in my opinion he's been the standout performer for Munster I think last Last week against Exeter, the work rate that he goes through, yeah. and then this week, just his carry, his all-round ability in terms of a second row, you know, is he almost when you have the likes of a James Ryan, you have uh, an Ian Henderson, you have a Dev Toner and Tyg Byrne. I mean, does he do you play him in second row? Do mm. you play him at six? You know, it's a lovely position to have, a problem to have, but you know, leaving two of those guys out of the starting fifteen is going to be very difficult. And that actually leads us nicely into our Guinness Made of More Player of the Weekend, where Tyg was probably one of the guys that was uh, included in that. But we had a poll uh, in the field on Sunday after all the Champions Cup games. And Pat, who was the top performer from the poll? Yeah, it was Byrne, Simon Zebo, James Ryan and Joey Carberry. And Carberry ended up getting over 50% of the vote there. Oh, okay. So people just really loving how he's, he's settled into oh. the time at uh, Munster already. So... Um, yeah, that was great, and thanks to everybody for, for doing that. And actually, before you move on, I have to say, you boys are looking great there in your 15 Kings thanks gear. There might be a little bit of interference on the, on the microphone. The, the shell suits. <laughs> the quality the of the jackets. The shell it? suit, yeah, I think that is a sign of quality, isn't it? Yeah. For I mean, anyone that's a rustly, a rustly outfit. Oh, a rustly outfit is always top quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 15 Kings, we don't do anything but, lads. But your arms are looking particularly good on that, Trim. Thank you. Do they, do they kind of bring them in a little bit? Do they... No, or they, they exacerbate the I issue. You should well, take the t-shirt <laughs> off and just wear it as a sleeveless puffer. I think that's the way it was yeah, designed. Tommy, absolutely. can you get in touch with the manufacturers and find out exactly? Is there supposed to be a layer underneath? Well, I mean, it depends what you want to do. I think with you know those 
mahouse of arms. It'd be yeah. a shame. Go, go with yeah. the t-shirt I'm off. Sure there's just, a lot of people listening at home that have no idea what we're talking about. Just so a we're, gilet. We're, we're both jacket. wearing uh, yeah. 15 Kings jackets that Tommy was sound enough to bring in, which uh, I think any time we have a guest on the show now, they have to bring us in some sort of... Did clothing. O'Gara bring in anything no, last I week? No, didn't. What? Absolutely not. He probably took some stuff from here, actually. <laughs> I think there was more couches on this, or pillows on this couch last you, week. You can <laughs> get Earlsy in next week and you can bring in some cans of beans. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Hind beans, keepers. There's war in Limerick because uh, you know in the north side of the the city it's mostly bachelor's beans, and Earlsy would have been reared on bachelor's beans, and oh now he's way. after crossing the river and he's gone back to Hind's beans. Has he? That's yeah. a big drama, is it? It is. Way? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Of, he's just been walking up and down O'Connell Street with a tin of beans and a, <laughs> and a spoon, just eating raw beans from the spoon. You didn't so. see him uh, wrestling with his earpiece in the game at the weekend. Yes, I know. I love that. Uh, has he got like a, a John Hayes ear or something? Can he not get it in or what's going on? I don't know if maybe they just uh, they just um, started recording when it just wasn't quite right. <laughs> he was struggling and he was fiddling for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're just talking beans now, lads. Okay, <laughs> moving on. But what are the big incidents from the weekend that we've missed out on over the last hour? Um, yeah, well, I was just saying there's well, a lot of stuff to kind of talk about. Chilon or in bits at the moment, lost again at the weekend. Uh, and then he's Christian Wade off to the NFL as well yeah. there. But yeah. the thing I kind of thought that really stood out was uh, Simon Zebo when he got that try. I think they beat Ulster 44-12. And um, he, when he got his try, he just pointed at Michael Lowry as he was going over the line. A little bit of, uh, just a bit cheeky. And then Nigel Owens, of course, steps in and scolds him for... Uh, for being a naughty boy there, so I think we can hear that now. Ulster, a bit narrow in defence, but um, quality attack. I don't think you need to do that, okay? So I, I suggest that you want to do that. I'm very surprised is right, he doesn't need to do that. I mean, you can celebrate, sure, but if the opposition feel like you're taunting them, I mean, pointing like that, that just doesn't come across well. Yeah, so in trouble there, and uh, Zebo then, of course, to go over to Larry at the end of the game and apologise and put out a tweet yesterday. It just said, really sorry to Michael Larry. Got too excited and I don't do stuff like that as long as I've played. I wouldn't like my kids doing that and I'm disappointed in myself. Made a mistake, not in the spirit of the game. Keep up the great work to Michael. Sorry again. So hopefully that's the end of that now. But um, yeah. yeah, kind of. I think everyone would agree. Yeah, that that it. I think it was like a circus in general. The match on mm, Saturday yeah. was that that stadium kind of has that atmosphere about it. And one of the lads was there recently at a game. And, yeah, just the big screens, the music, the cheerleaders, the and the game itself was a little bit all over the place. There was just drop balls. It looked like all over. You know, there was mm. there was quite a lot of freedom, quite a lot of mistakes. <coughs> and, yeah. Um, to be fair to Zeebs, listen, he is a great guy, you yeah. know, and guy, the, the players have so much respect for him. I don't think it was a foolish thing to do, no doubt about it. I'm sure he's gutted that he did it, but in the heat of the moment, maybe it, he, yeah. I mean, he does that Z sign. He loves the celebration, yeah. that guy. You know, I think it was, yeah, he'd be very disappointed with himself, but, you know, for everybody who knows him, for the players who know him, there's a huge amount of respect out there. So I don't think there was anything mm. malicious in it, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like no, I think you'd take the, the apology. That's fine. As you say, it wasn't ideal, but it's, yeah, it's gone. It was now. funny the way, the way uh, yeah. uh, 
Nigel Owens picked up on that straight away like <laughs> it was just perfect the way he did it. Simon yeah. come here Simon I don't know did you so see Stuart McCluskey coming over it was did, so Stuart McCluskey kind of came over and almost tried to get to him was that because he pointed at him did he notice yeah, it yeah McCluskey think? might have spotted it yeah so, like as he was going in so maybe uh, maybe that showed that, that it actually was a little bit mm. um, you know that it was a bit more than what we thought but because uh, I know Nigel Owens kind of pushed Stuart McCluskey away <coughs> and said that he'd deal with it so listen I think it's it's Nigel Owens good referee and it's not in the values of rugby we don't want that creeping into the game <coughs> so fair play cool and yeah, that's it like Lowry then as well had a good game again at the weekend Ireland squads get named on Wednesday is he in it is he a bolter like he's had two couple of good games maybe a bit too soon from but any faces you guys are expecting to see maybe outside shots for this Ireland squad on Wednesday I think Addison had a great game again on Saturday yeah. I thought he was brilliant uh, he's serious potential there I'd love to see him get a, get a bolt um, I think it's probably a bit too early for Lowry I'd say so I'd say yeah. it would be a surprise but it would be it'd be nice to see because yeah. he's been kind of under so much pressure the last couple of weeks <coughs> playing out of position and has really done well uh, at home to Leicester and then away to Raston two big tough fixtures mm. and he's kind of stood up um, so it'll be nice to see but yeah I think it's probably a little yeah, bit too early Yeah with the Irish squad like it's, they're really important games these games that they get they get you know a strong team in the field. I don't think they, they, Joe Schmidt is going to make too many, um, you know, unusual decisions or put put unusual combinations on the field. I think he needs to nail down probably some of his, you know, second choice partnerships and centres and half backs and stuff like that. So I don't think we'll see too many um, surprises in, in his squad. I think Tom Farrell as well for, yeah, for Connacht yeah. has been a, a real standout performer alongside Bundy Aki. I think he is somebody who's come through well this season. Um, and I think with Ulster, it's very much a transition year this year to see the likes of Mike Lowry, who is an out-half, but you know he d didn't pr play pretty much last year with a hip or groin injury. Uh, Angus Kernahan, Angus Curtis, a lot of young guys are getting opportunities this year. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a long year for Ulster. I think that you know if they, these guys can get experience uh, in the long run in the next couple of years, it's going to make life uh, you know it's going to be very promising for them. Okay, and Pat, we had our hashtag AskHOR questions going out on Twitter last night. Do we have any? Uh any interesting questions that came back? Yeah, yeah, there's a few, uh, and thanks everybody for, for responding to them again there. Um, and um, yeah, I think the, the one, I suppose touching on the Ireland squad again, it's just, um, it's everybody kind of thinks, what are they going to do ahead of this New Zealand game? So one of the first ones was just from Harry, or Harzo, at Harzo89, asked, Harzo89, Harzo89, you're nearly in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> you have to link with your handle. Your handle. Do you think <laughs> he set that up though when he was 18? Like he's yeah. really regretting it. Shame, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sad name, you know. Um, yeah, Harzo asks, um, should Joe Schmidt start Joey Carberry and one from Cooney McGrath Barmian in the Argentina game? preparation for the World Cup like mix it up a little bit do you think if those guys are going to get a chance should it be against Italy maybe or against this Argentina well Cooney McGrath Marmion I don't know what way Murray is but yeah, you know, yeah. one of them is going to go right in start against the All Blacks um, I think McGrath will probably get a, get the start uh, I'd imagine um, Cooney's been playing brilliant as well so they'll probably both get a start in, in some of the games but um, yeah for, for the All Blacks game 
But do you think Probably. McGrath, because he's playing with Leinster, playing alongside Johnny, kind of yeah. gives him the edge? I mean, I, I am a massive advocate of, of John Cooney. I think he's been mm. fantastic last year and this year. Um, his goal-kicking ability too, but just the ability to, to read play, to go through beyond the shoulders for those passes. Yeah. And I think playing with an Irish team that gets such go-forward, that makes so many line breaks, I think he could be a really good addition. Yeah, yeah. whatever about who's better, I think Cooney's probably more similar to uh, to Murray. Yeah. So maybe that would be the one reason why he would get a little bit of a nod in terms of his kicking game kicking and his physicality. Bit. Although yeah. obviously Luke <laughs> throws his weight about in defence as well. Oh, yeah. He does. Anyway, they've got a lot and, of depth there. And Marmo, in fairness to him, you know he's very trusted by by Joe Schmidt. He knows that he can do the job. So he got his chance um, last year and he took it as well. So yeah. Does um? Th- so the last one, just maybe we'll all kind of just. <laughs> You know, do this one kind of quickly enough, and anyone we don't get to, we might answer on Instagram stories after the show wraps up there. So, but just Ireland playing New Zealand, let's say they're starting this tomorrow. What's the kind of form team? Like, do you think the likes of maybe Ty Byrne will start in a game like that, or does O'Mahony start as well? Like, do, you know, is there any guys you can kind of see who might be an outsider to kind of start against New Zealand? Conan is playing particularly well yeah. at eight. I think he's really with that try at the weekend, and just his, uh, you know, how he's played for the last three weeks. He's got to be a uh, very high up in Joe Schmidt's thoughts, and yeah, I think O'Mahony is fitter and uh, and stronger than he's been. I think ever really, especially over the last few years, he's he's put in a really tough preseason, according to the coaches down there, and, and I think he's he, he's really physical at the moment. So I don't think you could leave him out. And well, then uh, with Sean O'Brien get get back in now, he's got a bit of game time. Yeah. He could start one more game, get another eighty under his belt, and then. Mm-hmm. Joe loves him, doesn't he? I mean, that back five, if you look at the second row and back row partnership, I don't know how they're going to pick that. Because, <coughs> you know, at this point, see Josh van der Fleer yeah. go off, but it looks like I think maybe it's just maybe a head knock. Hopefully mm-hmm. he'll be back. Tommy O'Donnell, he's the man who I mm-hmm. felt most sorry yeah. for at the weekend. You know, it looks like I think it's a broken leg. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been through the rigors, some really tough injuries recently, and has been finding a nice bit of form. So, in terms of that New Zealand game, Listen, it's a great position for Ireland to be in, to be able yeah. to call on these guys. Uh, I'm just glad I'm not the one making the decision, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. All right, well, that's a wrap, guys. Thanks, everybody, for your comments, questions, uh, for listening, for watching on YouTube. Tommy, thanks very much for coming in and for sticking around for the whole show. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for a little bit of kit. We're very happy with ourselves <laughs> now. And your tickets for Rugby Rising. <laughs> yes, what? exactly. And, <laughs> and the gig, apparently. <laughs> uh, Pat, yeah, we'll see you on the tennis court, man. Thanks for coming in this Start afternoon. Doing stretches now, the minute yeah. this is over. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Uh, thanks for all listening. We'll see you next week. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.